You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to... I will hang up and listen, better known as I'll hang up and listen. The Sabres wagon confirmed. Do we know? They're a fucking wagon right now. I think this is their second or third uh, game from coming from behind. Did they come from back from behind against Chicago as well? Yeah, they're down 3-1. Three games coming from behind to win. Unbelievable. And Carson. Um, I know we have Austin Wheat in the wings. He's got uh, his video is not on at the moment, uh, so we'll get him here in a second. But with that being said, um, I'm getting 05 to 07 vibes ish right now. Not full on, but it's getting there. And two years ago, when they were down three to one tonight, I'm changing the channel. Not yeah. more. Not not a chance that that they would ever come back, but. There's just something about this team that the vibes are there, the energy's there, and like you're saying earlier, when they're down, they're not out of it. Any team from the past decade, even more, they're down three one, especially in the third period. Game's over and done with. Go to bed early, catch up on some sleep. But tonight, yeah. it's such a fun third period to watch. It, it's nothing like it. Yeah, I just i I was watching that game. They went down early, eight seconds in, beautiful pass to Gensel. Up yeah. the ice, eight seconds in a third, and they score. I'm just like, oh god, here we go. But I like honestly, I wanted to keep watching because it's yeah. like they could come back. They've been doing this. They did it on Halloween night. They did it against Chicago. I mean, granted, those are two teams that are also in the midst of a rebuild, but that's still not an easy feat to like accomplish. And they did it. And mm-hmm. This team is an absolute electric factory right now. You know, Tage Thompson's playing a different level. Rasmus Dahlin is literally not just on a Norris Trophy pace, but he could be in the MVP conversation. Uh, conversation. Like, I know this is early, bold predictions, but, I mean, he's seven, his seven goals now on the season as a defenseman. He's at six currently. He had two okay, assists. I thought he had seven. He's at six. Yep. But that's insane. That's literally insane. Yeah, so, and, then, and then Alex Tuck is just – just, is, he just keeps rolling. He just keeps rolling. Yeah, and the, the biggest thing, too, with Dolan is, yeah, he's having an incredible year, but his incredible year is fueling the Sabres team to go to that next level. And I think that's the biggest thing, too, for MVP voting is, yeah, this player's having an incredible year, but think of how bad this team would be without him on the ice. It would be a totally different game out there. Yes, this team would still have success, but when he's on the ice, he just drives the play, creates so much extra offense that this team might not have without him. Hundred percent, Austin. Thanks for hopping in with us. 
Um, super excited. I'm as sure you are after a five unanswered goal third period. Went down early, three to one. And just like Halloween night where they scored four answered four unanswered goals in the third, they score five this time. Unbelievable effort from the boys in the retro reverse jerseys tonight. How are you feeling, Austin, after watching that start to finish? I'm fucking all the way jacked up. Are you kidding me? I even going down three to one. I, I we were out playing the Penguins. I knew that it, it, the dam was going to break. All you needed was just someone to ignite the dynamite. And who better than TNT, Tommy Gunn, Tage Thompson? I know. An absolute missile. It just I'm so fucking jacked up right now. I'm I'm so happy like this. This is not the normal Sabres. And this goes back to the end of last season. Like, you go back to the Blackhawks game or when we played the Penguins last season. Them going down, them rallying back, getting a W. This is not the same Sabres that we've seen the last 12 years in the drought. No, not. This is a hard-fighting team. And I'm so I'm so fucking excited. Like, it, it, this is it, – any Sabres fan should have a smile on their face after that victory. Um, Tage Thompson, 11 points in three games. Kyle Oposo getting his first of the season. Um, Alex Tuck continuing his point streak. Jeff Skinner continuing his point streak. Like, you, you just you, – there's nothing from this game. Obviously, like, going down 3-1 to one is not great. But, like, offensively, there's nothing you can look at this game and be like, yeah, man, you know, there's something you could take away that's bad. I mean, everything was firing on all cylinders. The power play was firing on all cylinders. 5v5, we've been dominating them. We've outshot. We've outshot. Yeah, you know, and now they have two good shooters on each side, whether it's Tage Thompson and, and Olafson or if it's Tage Thompson and Jack Quinn. Like, and I tweeted out, is I think Thompson is better than Jack ever was from that spot on the power play now. Seems automatic. Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely, it, it, like, I just, you know, I said at the start of the season, this team is going to lack a little bit of depth. And I thought I, you know, I definitely thought I was in, within the rights to say that. Because after your top two lines, it kind of got, got kind of a little dicey. But, you know, everybody seems to know their role. Everybody is contributing. And nobody is backing down. Like, you know, uh, and the best thing about it, it's all because there's competition. At any yeah. moment, like Don Granado can make a shake up the Lions. Maybe Peyton Krebs is out. Maybe Casey Middlestad is out. Uh, you know, maybe it's Jack Quinn. Competition, competition breeds success. And... There is so much competitive spirit on this team, but at the same time, it's a family out there. They're all out there supporting mm -hmm. each other. You see it anytime there's a scrum. You saw it twice at the end of the game. You know, Alex Tuck taking that slap shot from Joseph. Like, dude, he's like, he keeps looking at why, why, 100% why. Like, even in men's league, like, you know, you have guys who wind up with five seconds left down by four, three or four, and you're winding up taking a slap shot. That's like so bush league. But Tuck is like getting into it, getting his face. Why? You see Gergensen's on an empty net goal, literally shot out of a cannon. And how about that half-ass effort from Malkin on the play? Anybody see that? That was a joke. He should be ashamed of himself. Yeah, that was really, I think, the biggest thing for this team is you see that effort by Gergensen's at the end, a fourth-line guy. Yeah, he's been here forever. But I think they said in the broadcast, but they, the speed they clocked him at was the fastest anyone went all night. He was moving – and that oh. just shows where this team's at. It's not just, you know, a top-heavy team. Like, yeah, you have Thompson and, and Rasmus putting up points. We have everyone bought in, putting the work in. And like you said, with competition, you got the young guys in and out of the lineup. That's just making them better. It's not a free handout like it's been in the years past where young guys come in. They're in the top six. 
doesn't matter how they play, they're going to be there. And I think that's really fueled this team for success this year. Yeah, I just I am like completely blown away by what this team's accomplished so far. Seven and three start to the season. Um, I don't think anybody, not a single person, had them pegged going seven and three to start the year. And Six regulation wins as well. Point, you know what I mean? No, I mean, no loser points involved. Like that's a, that's a solid fourteen points to start the season ahead of the Leafs, literally for like four weeks in a row now. Um, it's just so much fun, and like I hope everybody gets on board and we start seeing these arenas more full throughout the season. I know I, I've seen, like, you know, what's it going to take to get people back in the buildings? Honestly, if that doesn't get people back in the building to support this team, I don't know what will, because that was a legitimate example of everything I've asked for this team for years now, that even if you weren't going to be good, and I'm not saying this team isn't good, they are good. If you weren't going to be good, show us how much you care and show us yeah. that you know how much this means to us. That's what that that's what the rant was about. That's that, that that's what inspired the rant. The lack of that, and now we're finally getting it. And how cool is it that it, that like for me, I'm just I'm saying this the same night for the first time since 2006, we've seen the goat head on a Sabers sweater on the crest. Granted, it wasn't the red and black, but. Again, that was everything that the rant was about. Not having mm-hmm. that jersey on a line these night. Not, you know, not seeing the hustle and the passion and just seeing the players care, you know, that and, and know how much it meant to us, the fans. Like, just to see that they acknowledge us and genuinely acknowledge us. It's not even just, oh, we're going to go to center ice and lift our sticks for the fans. They're acknowledging the fans. For mm-hmm. the, It feels like the first time in a long time. And it feels so fucking good. Yes. Even seeing the fans bought in too, like at the end of the game with the scrum or when Skinner drew that penalty towards the end, that place exploded for the people that were there. It It's just so cool to see the city bought in and actually believe that this team is good and they're going to make a run and the team believes in them as well. Yeah. I think I, this, this, uh, uh, this, it starts with, it starts with Kevin Adams. I mean, mm-hmm. You lock up Tage Thompson for seven years. You lock up, or was it five years? Five years at seven million. But you lock up Samuelson for seven years, right? And then it all, and then it all stems from Dom Granado. You finally have a head coach who like genuinely cares, and and he's bringing these young guys in, and he's making them all cohesive, and they're all playing for Don Granado. Who would have thought putting Kyle Poso, moving him up from the fourth line to the first line, would literally times three the amount of production on the first line it it has reignited uh tage thompson and jeff skinner they're all getting stupid points now like don granado has really transformed this team um taking it from a team that tied the nhl record for most consecutive losses into a fucking wagon in two years time is he, he needs to start getting his flowers Honestly, he doesn't get talked about as enough as he should. Rightfully so. You know, we've been bad for a very long time. It's easy to overlook us, but hey, they wrote us off and we didn't write back. And here we are. You know, here we are. Keep feeding us those backup goalies. I don't give a shit. You know, maybe some, maybe they'll learn sooner or later. Like that, we're not a team. We're not a team you start your backup against anymore. No. But... Carson, I think you're muted, bud. The- the mute monster got me. Mute monster got you. But uh, again, a big difference between this year and previous teams that 
gives me the confidence this isn't just a hoax, uh, a classic Sabres October, November streak, and then it pitters away. But this team has a plus 15 goals, uh, goal differential right now out of their can seven wins. Can, can you repeat that? What's, what's the differential? Plus 15. The Buffalo Sabres, 10 games into the season, have a plus 15 goals di- goal differential. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's why. good enough for uh, second in the league, third in the league. If you have that on your bingo card, I bet yeah, you right. year. I want your I want your numbers. Just absolutely wild. I, I you know I like I just everything about this team, man. Like, I mean I, I think I and everybody knows the the one player I've had, you know, I've you know held a grudge against because I just don't think that um when push comes to shove, when guys that are ready to make it in the NHL next year, this guy can be the odd man out. That being Casey Middlestat, even he, you know, didn't piss me off that much tonight. Like he got knocked off the. My, my biggest thing with him is always he gets knocked off the puck easy. He plays a soft defensive game, you know, a soft game on the boards. Um, <clears throat> isn't really strong on the puck. Um, but with that being said, like he he was he was showing some heart out there tonight. You know he mm-hmm. he is playing a little, with a little bit of an edge. And you know when you play with it when it, when you say play with an edge, you don't have to go out there and fight people. You don't have to go out there and drop your gloves or hit someone dirty or or you know just it, there's there's a difference. You know this Carson. Like yeah. you, you just be involved physically. You know when you when you see a teammate in trouble, stick up for him. You know like how he did that too at the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. You're finally seeing that out of him a little bit. And yeah. that was what I want. It doesn't have to be a situation where you're again, you're going out there and fighting people, but play with an edge. And Casey yeah. did a little bit of that tonight. You know, it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of the stretch of the means, but he, you know, he played well too. Yeah. So I I, uh, I do I, have to head out, unfortunately. This has been fun. Keep oh, the Sabres talk rolling. Enjoy it. Not on us early. I got to get up at five in the morning. So. Oh, God. Stop it. The Sabres are on a three-game heater. You got to get up early? Yeah, unfortunately oh, so. How can you even sleep so, after How old are you? Uh, 22. You're 22, and you're com- – oh, I got to be up at five in the I'm morning. I'm up at five get every day. Get I, I got to be up early, too, and I'm 35. Yeah. Yeah, get out of here. All right, bud. Hey, go, I'll see you guys. Go, go, hit, go hit the hay. You know, hey, we'll, enjoy we'll, it. Let's have let's have some fun with the Sabres team. Here. All right. With that being said, I just uh, you know we look ahead at the rest of the schedule and these games are going to be tough. We play Tampa, I think, twice in the month of November. Um, I believe we have Vegas, Vegas in there as well. There's some tough teams ahead. You know, I believe St. Louis might be might be in there as well. If you want to pull that up for me, Austin, yep. uh, the, the month of November. But way to start the month off right with a fucking a win like this really. And now like they're the talk of, you know, hockey, you know, hockey heads, like they are, they are the top topic, you know, tomorrow you're going to turn on all NHL network or ES, you know, whenever they're talking about hockey, the Sabres are going to be the top of the list of who they're talking about. And I know we've seen this before in the past with these hot starts, but this just feels different. This, this, this not just feels, it is different because these are players. You have a, you have a, a group of players who aren't going to quit on each other, who aren't going to quit on the fans and are, are genuinely going to leave it all out there on the ice every single game. Right. If you look at, look, they dropped a bad game to Seattle and then they lose one to Montreal, right? Sabres teams of the past going down three to one to the Blackhawks. They would have just, they would have, they would have quit. They would have hung their skates up. What'd they do? They dug down deep. 
They tie the game up. They go to overtime. They get the win. And now that's also conceded two more wins going through it. Like this, this is not the same Sabres that we've seen. Like this is, this is a different team and the schedule. We got Carolina in Carolina on Friday and then in Tampa Bay on Saturday. Then we come back for a three game homestand against Arizona on Tuesday, Vegas on Thursday, and then the Bruins on Saturday, you know, that's a tough, that's, those are tough five games. I mean, this is, this is the five game stretch where you gotta, you know, you gotta lace, (laughs) lace your skates up tough and you gotta dig down deep, especially on a back-to-back with Carolina and Tampa Bay. That's not going to be easy. No, it's not. But you got, you got to be easy. You got to, you got to take at least one of those. You got to beat Arizona. You, I mean, for the culture, you have to beat Vegas just so we can, just so we can stay cycle again. I know. Is that one home or is that one away? Home. Three game home. Oh, I can't wait. I will absolutely be there for that one. I will be. I, I think me and a couple of my friends. He's off, he's off to a very, very good start. So, you know, I wouldn't expect the same Vegas team coming in, um, even though I believe I believe it's the Logan Thompson and that. I want to say they've struggled early on in that. You need to take a look up. Look, look, look. Logan Thompson has actually been pretty solid so has far he been? I, I Surprisingly. Remember, I remember to start the season, uh, there were some questions about the gold time. They got the second. I not attention a ton of attention to Vegas. I, I don't either just because, you know, my hatred for Jack Eichel makes well, me not want to follow not, him. It's just – my focus has been so much on Buffalo and I, I follow the NHL as a whole. I just like, but I just really haven't paid much attention. Uh, when, to uh, but you know, he, I do know that he's off. Jack is off to a hot start. I was a big Logan Thompson guy too. I, I, I liked his game. I liked when they didn't go out and you know, trade or find a bigger goaltender. They gave that kid a chance. Cause I thought he was very, very good. Uh, <clears throat> after they, you know, after they, they drafted him, um, very good goaltending prospect, so I'm glad he's getting a shot to be the full-time guy in Vegas. Good for him. But uh, with that being said, again, that's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be probably a tougher game than last year. Um, but this team is better than what they were last year. 100%. Um, I mean, you look, Robin Leonard went down, and everyone kind of wrote Vegas off, you know. Yeah. And this kid, Logan Thompson, has stepped up. They got the second-best record in hockey right behind uh, Boston who we face on the Saturday after them that obviously you don't want to look ahead of your opponents, but you're looking at Boston who just came back last night against the Penguins down, down. I think they were down four to one at one point and rallied back to get the overtime win. I mean, everyone wrote the Bruins off too. They're going to be without Marchand. They're going to be without Charlie McAvoy. You know, Mm -hmm. we got all these injuries. Bergeron's coming back for another year. He's not the same. And look at how good they're doing. They're firing. Olmark might be – I think Olmark's undefeated this year. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I think he was taken out uh, on an injury in their last game, and he still got the win somehow. It was – I, no, I think that was another guy. Play. The other guy got out on the injury. Okay. Um, um, Swayman. Swayman went down injured. And then oh, it was Swayman the one that got injured, and they put Olmark back in, and he still got the, he still got the win. Yep. Okay. Um. But yeah, that 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 Bruins game, I think that's like the benchmark game. We talked about that the other night on I'll hang up and listen. After the big win against Detroit. I think that's a huge, huge benchmark game for these Buffalo Sabres to see where they really kind of stand in this Eastern Conference, this Atlantic division that's very, very competitive. And to start the season, most people had Boston written off. They didn't thought they were too old. They weren't, you know, they they weren't quick enough anymore. Uh the goaltending while Omar played well, 
for them last season that, you know, was that going to be sustainable between him and Swayman? Um, and so far they've, they themselves have also been a wagon and um, is that sustainable over the full course of the season? Again, they are a little bit of an older hockey team, but with that being said, uh, it's never easy to play the Boston Bruins, especially when you play them in Boston, uh, very difficult arena to play in. They play a very heavy game. They play a very, you know, they, they all play with an edge. And, you know, whenever you play against Brad Marchand, you're not just getting an elite talent. You're getting a guy who's going to, like, takes pride in getting under your skin. You know, we, we see it all the time. You know, I, we saw it the other night with him in front of the net. Um, he is not a guy. He's not a guy that you have to take very light, that you can take lightly. He he finds ways, even when he's not performing on the stat sheet, he finds ways to affect the outcome of the game What you know, with his little antics that he pulls. And it works. And everybody says they hate him, but they would love to have him on his team, and that's a fact. Uh, I'd take Brad Marchand in Buffalo in a minute, but now that but he plays for Boston, I can't stand him. You know, he yeah. he does so much to affect the hockey game, and it it doesn't have to even be on the stat sheet. He just gets in your – he'll just get in your head. It's the hits. It's the constant being in your face. He's going to be, yep. you know, he's going to be trying to get under the skin of, of Rasmus Dahlin, surely trying to get underneath the Owen Power skin. He's going to be going after your best players, trying to get under their skin and trying to make them take stupid penalties. It's, it's worked for so many years. It's the same thing with like a Tom Wilson type character. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing and um, it's effective, but he also, he also can affect a game with goals and assists. I mean, benchmark games you look at this whole month of november this is like you wouldn't have predicted it at the beginning of the season but now looking at it i mean after you have boston you have vancouver and ottawa on a back-to-back home and then away then you're in toronto and then you have two days off and then you're in montreal at home against st louis at home against the devils at home against the lightning and then you're Mm -hmm. at detroit and then you start off december at home against colorado that is look like I understand like the blues have a pretty bad goal differential right now. They've dropped a lot of games. I think they've been outscored like five to 28 in their last mm-hmm. four games. But I mean, those are all top teams that you're going to be facing. These are all teams that are slated to be in the playoffs that you're playing in the month of November. I mean, it's going to be tough, but these are the games that, that separate you from being the same old Sabres to this is the new team. This is what we have been saying since preseason. This is not the same old Buffalo Sabres. This is, this is the new generation. Oh yeah. I, um, I remember growing up watching those Sabres teams in school. This, everybody was wearing a Sabres jersey, a Sabres hoodie, a Sabres shirt, practice jerseys. I remember when we were getting ready to sweep Ottawa, I think I'm pretty sure it was Ottawa. Everybody brought brooms to school. Like, it was just so much fun, man. It was just like, I'm pretty sure it was Ottawa um, in 05, 06. Um, and I, uh, you know, I remember those years as years that really, like, kept me engaged. It helped me, helped me connect with friends and stuff like that because I, was, I wasn't the most outgoing kid. But, like, hockey and the Sabres were my, like, bridge to make friendships. Always gave me something to talk about, someone that I always, you know, my way of connecting to people. And that's why the team has always been so important to me because, you know, it's, I've, I've sustained friendships for my entire life because of, because of them. That's why, you know, when I went off on the radio, it like, I sounded so emotional. It, 
that is why, because that's what this team has meant to me and to see it fall the way it did. And, you know, to see it again, I've, I've used this, this statement in the past being treated like the redheaded stepchild in the back seat of the car with the windows down in the middle of winter, while the bills were riding up front shotgun with the heat blasting. It was that that's literally how it felt as a Sabres fan. And I think a lot of Sabres fans can attest to that. But now it's just, it's different. It, it's different. This team has really embraced uh, the culture of this city, what this team and what that crest means to the fans that come there and spend their hard-earned money to watch them. The fans that still show it up even after the decade plus of just losing in misery. And they see that they, you know, they see that just commitment to the fans but it also, I hope they, they, they take it personally seeing the empty seats and they want to win back those fans. And that just means so much to me. And that's why, like, I'm just so amped up, not just because of the winning, but because I see that passion and desire and that genuine care, caring for the fan base. Finally, something we have not seen from in a long, long time from the Buffalo Sabres. So like 05, 06, I was in elementary school. I was actually in kindergarten, right? But I can still remember all the teachers having Buffalo Sabres gear on. They had Buffalo Sabres stuff, um, like posters and like the little, um, you know, like little triangle things, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Like uh, had them hung up in the in the room, right? I I, had, I was still in elementary school and they rolled out the the, the slug, right? And my first slug apparel was a t-shirt with Tim Connolly on the back. He was my favorite player at the time. Yeah. And like everyone had Sabres gear on and I'm from Rochester. That's an hour East and everyone had Sabre stuff. And then we stunk and it just went away. And I, and I still have like all my Sabre stuff. I'd wear it in school, but like, it just like everyone had Sabre stuff and then they stunk and it went away. And then the stands just slowly and slowly got emptier and emptier and then even before covid our state our our arena was basically empty i mean and now they're winning and you know that sabers hockey's back when like a 70 year old grandpa's chirping mike sullivan on the glass with two minutes left in the game that's that's how you know that the fans are back in it because you wouldn't have seen that in these past years they're back in it and i love that actually i I loved it so much i love watching sullivan just after the final buzzer went, literally just watch him storm down the tunnel. I don't know if he caught that. That was great. Um, uh, Captain Ahab here uh, on YouTube. I remember the French Connection days. Yeah, everyone was wearing Sabres jerseys. And in school, that's all we talked about was hockey. Yeah, it, it's true, though, man. Like, you know, back in those those 2000, you know, back in high school, I remember my senior dinner. My senior dinner, we were, I was wearing my Pat LaFontaine uh jersey to my senior dinner i'm actually looking at the picture right now in front of me um picture of me and my mom at my senior dinner just you know i you know the sabers were playing that night against carolina it was unfortunately the final game of that series when they lost and carolina would go on to win the cup that should have been buffaloes honestly um and you know just you know just everything the vibes of of that team and what it gave that city you know this you know ooh, ah, sabers on a war path uh, chance all over the street in the arena. Like, I think that if this team just continues to play like that, that vibe is just going to sneak up on us. Oh, 100%. Uh, the vibes are immaculate right now. 
in and around Buffalo. Um, my senior year of high school was the lockout year. Yeah, that would have been tough. I was too young. Um, I, It's just like I'm, I'm so happy. Like this year for Halloween, obviously, I wasn't able to make it to the game, so I put on all my my dad's old hockey equipment, and I threw my Olufsen jersey, uh, old the not this reverse retro, but the old, her previous reverse yeah, retro, yeah. over it. Put the put the helmet on, and I went as a Sabres player for hockey this year. I carried around a speaker, and I was playing the I was playing the game through my speaker. And you'd be shocked how many people actually asked me what's the score of the game. I had at least twenty people while I'm trick or treating. They don't know who I am. They're like, "Hey, what's the score of the game?" And I'm like. It's two one Cage Thompson and Jack Quinn and and they're like oh let's go and like you just random people and th- that's that I, I just I can't believe it it's so it just brings a smile to my face knowing that like the Sabers hockey is back the fans are back and and this is what the team needs this is gonna this game right here like you said will get butts back in the seats coming back beating the Penguins because the Penguins are a known team I mean everyone knows who the Pittsburgh Penguins are. You do you do this to the Arizona Coyotes, no one's gonna really, you know, no one's gonna turn their head. You do this to a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have Sidney Crosby, a Jeannie Malkin, Chris Letang, that's gonna turn some heads. That's gonna get people back in the stands. And I can't wait. And I will be at the Vegas game. So hopefully I run into you there. Yep, yeah. I I'm I'm gonna be at the Vegas game. There's obviously I'm gonna be at the, the first game where they bring back the go head jersey. I'll be at the Ryan Miller game. You know, I, I'll be at a lot of games this year. Um and I uh Still disappointed in myself that I wasn't even to be able to, to go to the home opener. I was in California for work. But with that being said, I just like I, – I really hope that the first sellout of the season, because I don't believe the – I don't know if the home opener was a sellout. It might have been. No. But if it wasn't, I really hope the first sellout of the season isn't either A, Goathead Night, or B, Ryan Miller Jersey Tournament. It needs to be before both those games. Um, it, it, you know, this team deserves our attention. I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks. Um, I'm tired of hearing, you know, $40 tickets. This. If you're willing to pay a hundred dollars for a bills ticket, you're willing, you should be willing to pay 50 bucks for a Sabres ticket. Get out here and support this hockey team. They deserve your attention. They, you know, they, they understand how, what this team means to us and they're out there showing it, showing it and showing out every single fucking night, get out there and support them. You know, I have to say, First of all, you're paying a lot more than $100 for a Bills ticket, especially with how good they are. You're paying a lot more than that. $40 is nothing. Honestly, it really isn't. Like Compared to how much it costs to go to any major sports event in this time, $40 really is not that bad. And I think the first sellout of the year will be Vegas, no question. Everyone's going to be in attendance just for one specific reason, and that's to boo Jack Eichel every time he touches the puck. And I mean, I'm here for it. I love it. I'm going to be one of them. You know, it's, it's, it's great. I, how could you not be happy? Ooh, captain, captain said he's next yeah, game is Vegas. Too. We'll be up, we'll see be either there. of us there. Make sure you come say hello, man. You yep. know, I, JJ for Calder. I love it from uh, the dominator 39 live. Oh, always got to point out that handle. I love it over on YouTube. And that brings up uh that brings up a good point is that, these young, these young guys like Jack Quinn, Jack Quinn has found, he's found his place on that line. He has been playing phenomenal hockey as of recent. JJ Paterka getting his third goal tonight on an absolute snipe through a crowd of Sabres and Penguins players. 
you know, that's the, the these guys we said at the beginning of the season, they need to have some sort of production. Can't put them out there and they don't get hot until January, February. They need to start off hot and they need to start off good. And they both have. So that's a big W for the Sabres. Yep. I, I, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't see this being one of those situations where it's just a half and they start to cool off. I, I think this team is just, they're out there playing for one another. They're out there playing for us. And it's all, and I, I've said this so many times, the X factor here isn't anybody on the ice. It's the guy behind the bench. It's his ability to bring these players in the best possible situations to succeed and, and get the best out of them, you know, and that, you know, I always say about coaches and any coach will tell you this, you know, any player can go out there and play hockey and, and, and make hockey plays because they, up until they make the, uh, make, uh, make it to the NHL, they've been doing that their entire career. A coach's job is to take that talent and put it in a situation to succeed and motivate them. You know, they're a professional motivator and, you know, that's why I think Don, that's what Don Granado has been for this team. Um, he's been a literally uh, a, a development guru since since back with the NTDP and then being an assistant with Chicago and then an assistant with Buffalo. And now as the head coach of the Buffalo Sabres, you know, the guy has been a development guru and he knows how to take talent from a young age and help it blossom. And that's what he's done with Tage. That's what he's doing right now with JJ Paterka. He's done that with Darlene. He's he's gonna do that with Cousins. He's gonna do that with Peyton Krebs. He's gonna definitely do that with Owen Power. Um, and he's gonna do that with Jack Quinn and you know Matthew Savoy. Go down the list. He is gonna be able to find the best in these kids, put them in situations to succeed. And this is and, and Don Granado is why the draft is gonna be is you know compiling these picks and 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 having having those those draft assets is going to be so important because it's going to help you be have the ability to, you know, always be, you know, not, not, not in a situation right now that uh, Toronto's in currently against the cap. Um, you're going to be able to, you know, take advantage of players beyond entry level deals, players that are outperforming contracts. Cause you, you, you can't tell me that Tage Thompson isn't going to turn this deal that he signed into this $50 million deal. He is going to outperform that in, on so many levels. Same thing with Tia Samuelson with the seven-year deal he signed at $4 million per, you know, at some point he's probably going to regret signing that contract because he knows he's going to be worth more. But Kevin Adams is going to look like a genius, you know, with this Tage Thompson deal, with this Matias Samuelson deal. And, you know, the next big paycheck will be Rasmus Dahlin, especially with the season he's had so far, you know, and <laughs> – you're gonna be paying. You're gonna be paying ten million dollars plus for a defenseman, and I am all for it because that's why you've created this cap room for yourself uh, without going out and making these big time splash signings. Just because you've had the cap room to do it, you're saving it because you know you're gonna be signing these guys uh, to lucrative deals like Erasmus Dahlin. and you know Alex Tuck when his when I know he's got a few years left in his deal. You know he's gonna get a, a pay raise too, but you know that's why it's so important to develop your talent through the draft and have guys on entry level deals and being able to utilize and weaponize, weaponize that because, you know, look at Owen power, you know, this is probably the best game he's had since, since the start of the season and he's just going to get better. You know, um, 
Jack Quinn is really starting to come into his own. He's gripping his stick a little bit less uh, and relaxing and just playing his game. Look what JJ Paterka is doing. You're going to, you're, those guys are going to be major contributors to your team and you, you're paying them, you're paying them on all on entry level deals. You look, um, what I love about Don Granado is that it doesn't matter what situation they're in. He's even keeled. I've played, I've played soccer my whole life. I've played for multiple different coaches. I've played for coaches that don't say anything during the game. And I've played for coaches that explode whenever there's one mistake, right? It doesn't matter what happens. He's so even keeled. You can tell that he just has a great rapport with every single player on the Sabres and every Sabres player wants to win for him. Mm -hmm. And you knew, you knew Kevin Adams was going to be making great signings when his first move as a GM was bringing in Taylor Hall, who had won a Hart Trophy. Like, you knew this guy, okay, this guy, this guy's going to make some, you know, he's going to make some bold decisions. He's going to make some things that are going to turn heads. People didn't think that signing Tage Thompson to a long-term deal was a great idea. He's on pace for like 80 or 90 points this season. Um, I, people, people thought Samuelson locking up a defenseman who hasn't even scored a goal in the NHL for that long is crazy. And that's, look at how good we're playing right now. And we don't even have, Ilya Labushkin. We don't even have Matias Samuelson. We don't have Yoki Haru, who I know people have their reservations about, but we got Kale Clog, Lawrence Pilot, and Jeremy Davies playing defense right now. And they're and and they're holding the Penguins and and um and the, the Red Wings and they're holding these guys to less than like four goals a game, which is crazy. Like they're doing a great job with what they got. And you're going to get these guys back soon enough. And you want to talk about a wagon. Yeah, when that back end gets uh, gets back in Ali. And every team is going to deal with injuries too. Like Labushkin and Samuelson, that hurts a lot. But the very fact that even with those guys out, the Sabres have still continuously won. Uh, they had that road trip out west that they had. With that, obviously, that minor hiccup against Seattle. And then um, <clears throat> came back and you kind of laid an egg against Montreal. But then you come played the way come from behind win against Chicago come from behind win against uh, the Detroit Red Wings. And then tonight's come from behind win. It's like, I just, I, it, it's wild, man. And you're doing that with guys that normally would be in the minors on your back end, but they're stepping up and performing. Yeah. They're making mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it might cost you here or there, but the Sabres are responding in, you know, in a way we haven't seen in a while. Uh, the scoring, you know, coming in bunches the way it has in the third period, it's been insane. And, you know, you had four unanswered goals last night in the third period. You had five unanswered goals tonight in the, th in the third period. You know, it, that, I think that's going to continue. It's just, you know, in years past when being, you know, faced with adversity, advers adversity, um, you know, going down a couple goals or what happened in the, to start the third period tonight, if that happened two, three years ago, again, as I said before, we're all turning off the TV. We're changing the channel. You know what I mean? Like, like we're not sticking around to watch that because we just know the outcome. Now everybody's watching because this team just has the ability to respond. That's a testament to the Granado. It's a testament to Kevin Adams. It's a testament to the leadership leaders in that room. It's a testament to Alex Tuck and Rasmus Dali and Kyle Postal. Look at Zemgus Gergensen on an empty net goal. Like, the guy just was was left a vapor trail. You know what I mean? Like he just, you know, to get to, to win a battle to, to prevent an icing. And then Kyle Ocposo, 10 seconds later, 
pretty seals the deal for goal number five. And then Olsen will goal empty at goal number three on the season. Uh, and I don't care. A goal is a goal. Whatever it's an empty net or the goalies in the net, a goal is a goal. Zemgis Gergensen registered 22.8 miles an hour on that, on that um, empty net goal. Yep. Yeah. I, I uh, question down here. Um, uh, too many, too many giveaways and odd man rush has given up injuries to blame question mark, but the talent is undeniable. These are highly level, highly skilled goals being scored and they are attacking with a great transitional game. Anonymous dinosaur on YouTube, a hundred percent. Like, yeah, it's just, um, these aren't just, you know, they are, are they throwing pucks to the net and, you know, getting a bounce? Yeah, that's happening because that's hockey. And that's how like you should be scoring goals here and there. That's how you do score. But you see some of these goals that Tage Thompson's been scoring, whether it's with the cannon from that spot on the power play or how he scored two out of his three goals against Detroit, just highlight real goals, you, you know, you know, they're bearing down and scoring the dirty goal, you know, cleaning up the garbage in front of, in front of their, in front of their net or no, sorry, not their net, the opposing net, um, no. you know, you know, talking home rebounds or, you know, in transition, like an ominous dinosaur said, this is the best transition game I've seen from this hockey team in years, the way they're moving the puck North to South, East to West, like they're controlling the neutral zone. These are things that you know, you're seeing full 60 minute efforts from this team and it's paying off. It, we haven't seen that in the past under Ralph Cougar or, or, or Phil Housley or Dan Bilesma. You just never got that out of the, those Sabres teams. You're getting that. You're getting a cool, uh, a cool transitional game. That's very, very uh, rhythmic and very fluid. And it's just fun to watch. You know, it's not boring hockey at all. Um, you know, I like again. It's just it's 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 been a blast, and you know, I I hope all all Sabres fans are like me that you know they get back on the bandwagon and are looking forward uh, all day sitting at work waiting for Sabres game night to watch the pregame show and just to you know turn on the TV and watch the Buffalo Sabres play a hockey game. So to answer the question from Anonymous Dinosaur, they're going to give up a lot of odd man rushes because of the style of offense they're trying to play. I mean, they've outshot opponents 79 to 38 in the last three games. They are a very offensive heavy team. Yeah. And when you're, when your blue line is not shirt up, when you're missing three of your starters, you're going to give up a lot of odd man rushes because some of these guys are out of position. It happens that first goal, yeah. it, it, the first goal, it, I mean, if Comrie just slides over a half a second sooner, it's in his glove. Like it just barely missed his yeah, glove. You want, so like, you want to know what there? That's also that was also a mistake defensively. I forget who the defenseman was, but and they and they explained it perfectly. Uh, I, I believe it was Anson Carter and um, Hank Lundqvist. You know, Hank Lundqvist broke that down. And as a goalie myself, like you have to you have to acknowledge the puck carrier, what handed they are. And that's how you play that puck. And the defense should have absolutely, he should have just let the guy shoot the puck because he was on his offhand. Yep. And then stuck with the, the backdoor skater. He didn't. Yep. It resulted in a goal. Obviously, Bryson and Fitzgerald, I don't know what the fuck they were doing on that third period goal. I mean, it, you can't be giving up a goal eight seconds into the third period. But you have to give credit. That was an amazing pass. To, yeah, to, it was. It was. But, but still. Uh, you know, I like, but you know, like you said, like, um, 
you know, on those two on ones, you like, you know, they, they got kind of caught that like, caught there on out man rushes a couple times playing it, uh, playing it incorrectly. And it only cost them the one time, but again, with that being said, um, you have guys back there that, you know, if not for injury, wouldn't be playing, but they're holding their own and yeah, a mistake is costing them here or there, but the Sabres are responding in a way we haven't seen in a long time. And, it's just, again, a breath of fresh air, and I'm so excited to watch Sabres games again. Have we seen a transition game like the? I think the last time we saw a, the Sabres play this good in transitional hockey was when we had Pominville and Briere mm-hmm. and Fenneganov, like, like just like straight up beautiful movement through the neutral zone into the offensive mm-hmm. zone. And like, we really have not seen this in, in it feels like 20 years, man. Like, it genuinely, like, this is the, this, this transitional game is it's beautiful yeah. to watch. They're going to make mistakes. They're still young. They're going to turn, they're going to turn the puck over, but when, when they click, it's, it's beautiful. And it, and most of the time it clicks right in the third period. I think we have the best goal differential in the third period in the NHL at 11 goals. To, I think only one. And I think that one came tonight yeah. against um, the one came tonight against the Penguins. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. I just watched three plays of both first two goals uh, from Zucker and Ultraball. It was the same thing each time. Uh, they were on. They're coming on on Comrie's uh, blocker side. Um, both left-handed shots, and the defenseman went to the went went to the shooter rather than playing the pass. And you know that is a very low percentage shot from that far out and that angle as a left-handed shot. And as a goalie, like you watch for those things. You're thinking up here, okay, is he shooting across his body as a left-handed shot? You know, his options are very limited. So going glove side from that angle isn't much of an option. So, you know, I, it's a very low percentage chance. I should make this save stand my ground. Um, But if he's a right-handed shot, then yeah, as, as a defenseman, you want to kind of, not 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 play play the uh, play the puck carrier, but drift a little bit more towards him to to get your stick on that pass because he's a right-handed shot. Both times it was it was they were mental errors by the defenseman. Um, but with that being said, you know that is going to happen when you have a young decor, especially guys filling in for injured players. But I, the response, the response, not not keeping their heads down on the bench motivating each other, put, pumping each other's tires back up, getting out there and responding on the next shift, the next shift after that, the next shift for that, just really just grinding the, the opponent down and, and, and not taking shifts off. Like on that empty net goal, on that empty net goal, Malkin took that shift off. They were losing by, they, they were losing. They, they needed a goal and Malkin took that shift off. He let Gergensen's fly by him, you know, was very lazy on the play and it ends up in his net. Like the Buffalo isn't doing that any anymore. They're not taking those shifts off. And that's, that's been the big difference, you know, not just the transit, you know, it's just, you know, going out there leaving it all on the ice and never taking a shift off. I mean, you look at, you look at that, the, the empty net goal for Oposo when Malkin's skating back, Gergensen's is not even in the frame and he would, and he just absolutely, he just flies right by him. If Malkin just puts 5% more effort, Jurgensen's probably doesn't get to that puck. Like, not taking shifts off is, is huge, and I think that's a big sentiment to Don Granato. That's, that's, that's all Don Granato. 39 wants to shout out Linus. 
Uh, Linus Weisbach, who's been killing it down in Rochester so far. Everybody, I've always liked Linus. I thought this was a big, a big training camp for him. I was hoping that maybe he'd find a way to crack the lineup. Uh, hopefully, he's like a guy that will call up, you know, uh, in case of injury. Maybe early on, maybe we'll see him for a few NHL games this year. I'm not I don't know, man. For- I don't know. This team in Rochester, they put they put seven goals in again tonight. Yuri Kulich had another goal tonight. Brett yeah. Murray had another goal. I think uh, Brandon uh, Byro had Brett two Murray. assists. Like, you dude, mean Brett, Brett Murray, not Matt Murray. I said Brett Murray. I thought you said Matt Murray. No, I would not mention that that bum ass. Maybe we could talk about Matt Murray from the Dallas Stars, but not that not that bozo. Uh, also, big shout out to uh, Matt Murray of the Maple Leafs for not coming to Buffalo and letting us get uh, Eric Comrie and then immediately tanking the Maple Leafs season. Thank you, Matt Murray. You're the best. Um, you know, <laughs> may the Maple Leafs never win again. Yeah, right. I, well, they won tonight, I believe. I believe they Yeah, I know. But uh, we'll wrap up here. Things in a minute. Even like I just love the I love I love the engagement from everybody, uh, especially this late on a, uh, a Wednesday night. We still we still have a decent amount of viewership happening on YouTube right now. Thanks guys for always hopping in and supporting the show. Sabers through ten games this season: 2022, 2023, 14 points; 21, 22, 11 points; 2021, 20, 10 points. 19, 20, 16 points, and in 2018, 2019, 12 points. So, yeah, I mean, there's been one a time where they were playing better, and I'm assuming that was the 10-game winning streak uh, to start the season. I would well, I'd like, like to say that. last year Last year we were playing phenomenal, and then Craig Anderson went down, Tokarski went down. I mean, we had Aaron Dell in that. So, yeah. you know, that, that middle stack got hurt at one point, Darlene was injured. Yoki Haru was injured. I mean, we, we got killed with the, and we didn't even have, we didn't have Alex talk until December. Like, you know, we got killed with the, with the, with the injury bug last year. And that's, that's part of the game. And, yep. you know, it's, if we stay healthy this year, we are, we are legitimate playoff team. Yep. And a, a great point here from an ominous dinosaur, which is uh, definitely some nostalgia feels good. I said, which is crazy because closing out games used to be one of their biggest weaknesses. Absolutely, absolutely uh, spot on. Um, and Captain Ahab, I used to tell my defenseman to play more of the fo- play, play more forward. For to, I'm sorry, I thought I, said, I can't read towards the player that is open and let me take the shooter. 100. That's kind of two odd man rush 101, especially with two on ones. He said, Brett, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. You're staying on top of your chair yelling at me. That's fantastic. Front of the program, Jeff Van Dusen. Love you, bud. Uh, anyways, um, final thoughts here before we wrap things up. Big month in November, um, but we're not looking over what we got to do this upcoming weekend with Carolina and Tampa Bay. You got to get at least one of those. Those are two very good teams. Carolina shirt up their blue line, bringing in Brent Burns. Um, you know, Tampa Bay has finally found their feet. They started off really bad. You know, Braden Point's getting on the, on the stat sheet. Stamkos is getting on the stat sheet. Vassy is kind of finding his glove hand again. So these are two games that are going to be tough games for the Sabres. But, um, you know, let's let's fucking get some wins here and let's keep let's keep the wagon rolling. Yeah, I, I like I said, I uh, this team's different, man. They are. Um, I, I've sat here 
you know, I, I, I rarely miss a game. You know, the only time I would miss a game is I, I literally life like, you know, forbids me from watching something going on. Only reason I would ever miss a game. And even then I'm trying to keep up with the score or check stats or whatever, but this team is just different, man. Just watching them, watching them compete, watching how driven they are and just the passion and just, you know, again, I, I said it to start the show genuinely how much they care about us, the fans, you can see it with the way they just not just interact with the fan base, but you know, it's not just a stick tap or one of those normal throw your sticks in the air at the end of the game, just for your random win on a Wednesday night, you know, they are taking it seriously and they want the fans back in the building. They want to start to see sellouts. They want it like, you know, Alex talk of all Alex talk will tell you, you know, cause these kids don't know. The walls in that arena can shake. I've, I've felt it, you know, being a season ticket between my dad and my cousin for years, you know, those walls can shake, man. And this fan base has it in them to, to make the walls there shake again. We just have to get out there and support this team. They deserve it. Um, no more excuses, guys. You know, they're out there, you know, skating their asses off for us. Not just for themselves, they're doing it for us. And Sell out the Vegas team. Yep, we still, you know, it's got to start. You know, it's got to start now. You know, get out there, start supporting them. Um, and I can't wait for that Vegas game. I can't wait for that Boston game because those are going to be big, big benchmarks game for this hockey club. Uh, and um, you know, with that being said, you know, uh, I'll hang up and listen. Uh, and again, I appreciate everybody's uh, staying on. Hanging out this late at night, you know, I wish we could probably stay in a little bit longer, but uh, I'm amped up. I have work to do for the Buffalo Strong Hockey Tournament still before I hit this, hit the old fart sack here. Um, and I, uh, you know, I'm just excited to be a Sabres fan. I've always been excited to be a Sabres fan, but, you know, now I can't wait to be out in public and see people wearing their, their Sabres gitch proudly because, uh, you know, it, 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 it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun season. It's going to be a fun season, a hundred percent. They're in the hunt, you know, they're going to be competing, I think for a playoff spot at the end of the season. You know, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they sure as shit are going to be competing for one. And they're going to make games come spring. Very, very interesting again for, uh, for this fan base. So uh, Austin, again, thanks for hopping on with me, bud. It's been a blast. Uh, just a recap. Um, we will recap real quick before we actually, cause I usually used to do this and I want to make sure I still keep doing it. Uh, you know, we'll recap the goal scores here again, real quick. Um, and I actually, uh, real quick, I want to show, I want to show the replay of that Tage Thompson power play goal, which was just an absolute cannon. Uh, goal scores for Buffalo tonight: Victor Olofsson uh, with two, uh, one of one of which was an empty netter. Uh, Tage Thompson with a goal and an assist. Uh, Kyle Akposa with a goal. JJ Paterka with a goal. And then with two assists, Rasmus Dahlin, uh continuing just continuing his dominance from the blue line. Uh, two assists tonight from Owen Power. Like I said earlier, I think this was his best game of the season so far. Uh, definitely, like I said, a good monkey to get off his back too. And hopefully, you know, he continues to play with some swagger. Jeff Skinner with two assists. Jacob Bryson with an assist. Rasmus Asplund with an assist. The ass man. And, you know, Zemgus Gergensens with the hardest working assist we've ever seen probably in the history of this hockey team when he, when he just, just literally, literally just hauled ass to uh, get to that puck. 
And uh, thank you, Captain Ahab, for sticking with us here till the end. I appreciate it, bud. Um, and I'm just going to bring up that Tage goal reel real quick. Um, because that thing, that was an absolute thing of beauty. Uh, I just, <laughs> like just, and I, I tweeted it out too. I think, I think that he is better than Jack ever was from that spot on the power play. 100%. His release and his shot is just so heavy and so hard. He, you see the flex on his stick as he's putting his weight into that shot. It's insanity. It's absolutely insane. And um, let's see here. Trying to find. Olofsson's first goal was a work of beauty, too, by Owen Power. Faking the shot. Because the fake that fake pass was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Which is here. We'll show a couple. We'll show a couple. A couple clips here just to end the show, because again, wagon electric. That's unbelievable. I'm gonna be up early for work. How am I even supposed to sleep tonight? How am I supposed to sleep? I got electricity running through my entire body right now. All right, well, here we go with this one. We'll bring it here. This is the empty net goal where Gergensen just called ass. It's not, it's not playing. It's frozen on the Twitter. Yeah, it's just frozen on the on the tweet. Get out of here. Oh, come on. Hold on. Let's try it again. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Now? Yeah, see, it's frozen. When you, when, you, when you pause it, it, it plays the video out, but when you try oh, to play Oh, you know it, what? Hold on. I know what it is. I know what it is. Sorry, uh, the production of the, of the show is very, very rinky-dink right now. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I'll play it up. Now you should see it. Here we go. Yep. Look at this hustle by Captain Kerrigan to Japan. And I, I, I hope they show from the behind you because it was insane how like little effort Malkin gave on that play. And even him right here, dude, there's just no effort from him. None. None. He just could care less. It's only a one goal game there. Like I hope I hope he's getting nailed with the cross right now in Pittsburgh because he literally gave zero effort there. Zero effort to prevent that from happening. Like absolute joke. Like, yeah. I, I want to see like, no one's even in the frame, and then here comes Jurgensen just flying up like a bat no, out of hell. Just watch the lack of effort here from Malkin. Not even poking at the puck. Just standing there. Just look, he, the puck's not even there anymore, dude. Like playing with zero desperation, dude. He's sitting off with, like no desperation at all. You know they didn't deserve to win tonight. The Buffalo Sabers did. Um, here is. The Tage Tom, uh, the the uh, go ahead goal from Alex Tuck. Can you see that? No, it's just you and uh, you we'll share screen Yep, uh, we'll get a couple goals in here, guys. You know, have to honestly have to. So here's the go ahead goal from uh, Alex Tuck. Beautiful pass from Tage Thompson here. Look at him suck the defenseman in, sucking him in, and gets it over to. Alex Tuck for the goal. And that Great job there. by Tuck roofing he that. He talked about the goat head before the game and how much it means to wear that crest, even though it wasn't the black and red. 
So he's got to be loving every moment of that. Uh, not just because he scored a goal, because he did it with that jersey on. But just, just look at how Thompson sucks the defender in. Yeah. And that's a robbery. That's a robbery if Tuck does not roof that. That's a great job roofing yeah. that puck. Because um, DeSmith had that side covered. If he doesn't roof yep. it, that's a great save. Yep, yep. And then uh, we go here to uh, the Owen Power fake. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pump that one up real quick. Talk about electricity in my veins. Here we yeah, go. I know, but I know. Um, video share screen. Paul Hamilton secretly crying right now that Owen Power has snapped. <laughs> Darren Ping on the call, you love it. Casey DeSmith was just so convinced that shot was coming and just completely faked out of his jock strap. At least he's wearing a beautiful jersey. I'll give him that much. Look at uh look at Olafson call for the puck if you rewind, or they're gonna show it from here. Look, you can see power look his way, and his stick's already up. He's calling for it. He knows it. Boom, right there. Oh, just beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I uh, beautiful. And we're going to bring up that Tage goal here real quick because it was just a cannon. It was an absolute cannon. We might have to play in, like, times in, like, minus five speed for people to even see this puck. Yeah. And we'll end it off on the uh, one of the hardest shots I think any of us have ever seen a Buffalo Saber take. I like um, that TNT had the miles per hour meter above yeah, the net. I, I, they got to start. They got to get us a clock on his stick, man, because it, it, it it's wild how fast that how hot that stick that that, that puck is coming off. That the next power play we had, they had it up there. He, he took one shot at ninety three miles an hour. Shouldn't stand a chance. On mom's night. Who's saving that? Didn't stand a chance. With on that note, boys, I'll hang up and listen. Everybody watching the show, great show, boys. Uh, love the content, you guys. You got a new subscriber. Appreciate the subscribe. Uh, the subscribe, Tom. As always, always uh, give us a give us a shout out on two goalies, one mic. Uh, anytime you guys come and leave a comment, we'll promote we'll promote it and uh, give show you guys some love. So appreciate you sticking with us here till after eleven thirty at night, uh, almost uh, an hour and a half after the game has ended. Appreciate you guys sticking around, uh, hanging out with us, and then Captain Ahab, uh, Darlene, twenty nine minutes and twenty five seconds of ice time with two assists, five shots on goal. Uh, power almost 24 minutes on the ice. That again, that's a lot of responsibility for a 19 year old. Plus kid. three rating, that's pretty fucking good. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that you know, I'll hang up and listen. Austin, thanks for hopping on. Uh, Carson, you know, you're weak, you're lame, went to bed early, sucks to suck. I'll hang up and listen. Remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Outlet Liquor for all your Sabres game night needs and Bills game day needs. Go over to Outlet Liquor. Uh, what's your outlet? I'll hang up and listen. Good night, and let's go Sabres. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? 
Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.